Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Have you ever thought to yourself, only my brand could just go viral? Yes, that would get people through the door, would fill the white space in the books. But is going viral really too much to ask for? You've seen other brands do it, but how do they do it? It's like there's some secret formula that you just don't know about. If you could only get your hands on it. When we think of viral video, we think of TikTok, right? But wait, isn't TikTok just for teens and bored? In fact, TikTok has over one billion monthly active users, quickly catching up with the likes of Instagram and Facebook. And because it's popular with the younger generation, it's tipped to keep trending upward. But not just that, did you know that TikTok is actually the easiest social media platform to use to reach new audiences and is therefore the marketing goldmine of potential clients for salon owners? And today on the podcast, I'm joined by the very impressive Talia Dat. Talia is the founder of a multiple marketing agency, including Content Click, an agency that specializes in TikTok marketing. Natalia is going to be sharing with us why TikTok is the place to be for salons and exactly how to utilize TikTok's demographic algorithm to send your brand viral with a golden messaging formula. Yes, just for you, an incredible woman, an incredible episode and so topical right about now. So let's jump on in. Talia, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Before we kick things off, um, why don't we start with who the heck are you, Talia? Where do you live? Uh, What do you do? And then how did you get to be doing that? Of course. So, hi, I'm Talia Dad. I was born in Johannesburg, South Africa, and have grown up most of my life in Melbourne, Australia. I have a number of businesses, including two digital marketing agencies, as well as three e-commerce brands. The agencies really specialize in social media management, content creation, paid media and the other agency specializes in user-generated content. So we have a network of over 3,000 creators worldwide who create on-demand TikTok content for our clientele. In the e-commerce space, I have had a skincare brand, a matcha tea brand, as well as a digital business card business. So it's been very, very busy from my side, but have really just enjoyed this entrepreneurial journey. I really started from, honestly, boutiques in my area requiring the services of social media assistance. And at the time I was a uni student and a boutique around the corner from me actually reached out. I was a, a regular customer shopping there always. And she said, don't you want to help me 
kind of leverage more of an online presence. And that was in 2018, which was like during the boom really of Instagram. And I started to freelance and work for these boutiques. And before I knew it, we were creating great systems, great processes. We were helping these businesses make additional income. And by the time COVID came around in 2020, it meant that they already had diversified their audience base to somewhat online so that they could survive during that time. So over the last five years, we've essentially been building our portfolio of clients that we work with. The agency now has 27 employees and we've worked with over 200 brands, including Fortune 500 companies, as well as just your everyday startups. For me, it gives me nothing but joy than to work with almost those that are just kind of getting their foot through the door because I myself have obviously been in that position before. And last year, Actually, we were acknowledged as, well, I was acknowledged as one of the top marketing experts in Asia under the age of 30. So it was a huge, yeah, it was a huge momentous occasion. And it's almost put us in a position to really understand that we are experts in this area and we're helping businesses every day change the way in which they implement their digital footprint. Uh, amazing. And congratulations on that award. That's pretty exciting. Thank Um, you. uh, Well, no mean feat to win something like that, uh, especially for such a large area. Uh, But one of the reasons we wanted to have you is I know that TikTok is big for you. It's an area that you're an expert in. It is not my area of expertise, I have to say, Talia. So I'm looking forward to this chat, not only for all the salon owners listening, but just secretly to glean a few ideas for myself. So um, I'm looking forward to that. So Why don't you start with like, why should a hair or beauty salon even think about TikTok? Like what's the opportunity that's in front of us? Well, this is so timely because this week, TikTok, one of, we're an agency partner. So we received their resources, provided a report on what's trending on TikTok right now. And globally, the the industry of beauty and wellness is what's essentially trending globally. Today, I mean, there's been over 13 billion searches for the hashtag spa, over 9 billion searches for the hashtag salon, 11 million 11 million searches for the hashtag beauty salon, and 156 billion for clinics. So as you can wow. imagine, people are using TikTok as a platform in order to find services find brands to satisfy their needs. So for me, I see these amazing searches as really an opportunity for all beauty salon owners to take advantage and actually kind of reach out to newer audiences using a TikTok sort of platform. TikTok is an incredible, incredible, we don't call it a social media platform. We actually call it an entertainment platform because that's what you do, you entertain, in which never before have you had the opportunity to have your content without paying for people to view it, see it beyond an audience that follow you, follows you. So if we think about Instagram, right, you have a certain amount of followers and when you post a post to Instagram, only those followers get to see that post or you're going to pay Instagram to boost that post to a wider audience, in which case you generally be paying per impression, per view, whatever that sort of looks like. 
Whereas TikTok has this unique system called the For You page, right? Where you post content and not only does it go out to your followers, but you actually have the ability to go viral or get your content seen by an audience far beyond just those that follow you. And they essentially utilize the For You page and the algorithm really works towards trending audios, trending transitions, what's essentially trending on TikTok in order to dictate a user's For You page. So salon owners have this opportunity to really essentially go viral, get new clients, get new people through the door by just posting on a platform, not having to pay for it because they have that ability to get it seen by a, by a wider audience. So I feel like that type of algorithm was kind of how social media started. And then we had to pay and we were like, what? What do, what do you mean I have to pay? What the heck? And so is this the opportunity because TikTok is well, it's not that new now, but, you know, it's kind of newer, it's trending. This is the opportunity to get in now before we have to pay. Exactly, exactly. It's the same sort of process that happens again and again. The, firstly, the youngest generation adapts to a new platform. Then brands start to flock to that platform because they want to speak to the younger generation. Then slowly but surely parents or older generation want to be a part of what's happening on this new hip channel so they start to flock so more brands join the channel and before we know it right a couple of years down the line the channel or platform says hang on a second I could make some great money from just essentially making people pay for their content to get seen and they implement advertising so whilst TikTok at this point does have an advertising system it is still significantly underdeveloped and there provides an opportunity for virality without having to use their paid media side at this current time. So never before has it been a better opportunity to jump on the platform before it gets oversaturated, before the platform realises how much they could actually charge because they realise how much money these businesses are making from, from using their platform. All right, so the gold rush is now, I feel. <laughs> All right, so let's say uh, I'm a salon, I'm wanting to start. Where do I start with a content plan? Like why and how is it different from what I'm already doing on Facebook, on Instagram? What do I need to do differently? Can I just use the same stuff and plonk it somewhere else? What are your thoughts around that? So TikTok content is unique, right? The content that you create for Facebook and the content that you create for Instagram is almost never relevant for TikTok as a channel, but sometimes TikTok content is relevant on other channels. Okay. So as an agency, we take a TikTok first approach with everything that we do, and then we sort of fill in the gaps for the other platforms. TikTok content is unique in that it is predominantly video. There is the ability to share images in a carousel type format, but the platform optimizes based on audio, right? And so video content and audio usually go hand in hand together. But also with TikTok, we have this unique ability to really kind of absorb the content the For You page is showing us and then replicate that in order to go viral and trend, just like those other businesses have that you've seen on that For You page. So when it comes to a content plan, I always say you almost want to split it into two. On one hand, you have a reactive sort of component. And on the other hand, you have a proactive 
component. So the reactive sort of element is essentially you scrolling on the For You page, seeing what audio is trending, what sort of transitions are trending, and see how you could apply that audio, that transition to your business and essentially create content in line with that in order to stay relevant. And that's where we see the most amount of content essentially go viral because the TikTok algorithm is picking up that it's relevant. People are loving that sort of those sort of trends. They're loving that sort of audio. And so you're more likely going to see that sort of content take off. And then on the other hand, you have a proactive pillar, which is all the things that you can pre-record in advance and post it as you see fit, right? So think of your customer testimonial type videos, maybe a product explainer, maybe a before and after, right? All those types of video content that you can essentially create a huge database of whenever you get the opportunity to, and then essentially post it as as you need. TikTok has its own scheduling tool, which means that if you create content, you can schedule it directly on the TikTok platform and it'll post it as, as it needs to. But in that way, you're able to create systems and processes that actually allow the individuals within the salon to create that content accordingly because you know that you can pre-record it. Whereas the the reactive pillar is almost an ad hoc. As an agency, we have a morning a week in which we really just respond to trends all the time. And I would recommend having even a couple hours, you know, a week that you can scroll on the For You page, look and see those trends friends and and then replicate them accordingly now most people are looking at me like two hours are you out of your mind I don't have two hours to scroll on socials but if you break it down to 15 minutes a day you're most likely doing that anyways right but it's about critically analyzing what you're seeing as opposed to just mindlessly scrolling so as a business owner myself And as a social being myself, I love to be on Instagram. I love to be on TikTok. I love to look at content. But the way in which I look at content is I've put on a different sort of lens, right? I'm looking at it and saying, did it make me stop scrolling? Is this audio coming up more than three times? Am I seeing a certain hook trend? And I'm essentially looking for those little bits and pieces whilst I'm scrolling in order to understand what I can replicate from a reactive component. Okay, I love that kind of splitting into two pillars, reactive and proactive. And my sense from what you've said is that finding out and following the trends is more important on TikTok than any other platform. Like this is the leading thing and differentiation for TikTok is like that's what's going to get it viral. Definitely. So it's it comes down to that for you page and the fact that it's democratized. So it doesn't matter if you have zero followers or a hundred thousand followers, the way in which they push content on that for you page is based on trends. So yeah, no matter your follower base, no matter who you are, if you are leveraging that trend, you have that ability to be seen. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk for a moment about entertainment or edutainment and getting us to kind of think differently about the content style for TikTok, because that's a shift, right? uh, Education is one thing I think as an industry, we're pretty good at. There's lots of things to educate our clients with, interesting information, how to do things better at home. How do we make that 
subtle or maybe not so subtle shift into uh, entertainment or edutainment. Yep. People are more impatient than ever, right? Hey, so are you loving this episode so far? Oh, by the way, it's Greta here, Salon Mastery Success Coach at Salon Owners Collective. So I wanted to pop in and ask you something. Do you ever feel like you are winging it when it comes to your business? You started your own business so that you could live the life you wanted with freedom that you wanted earn great money and be a leader. But the reality is the amount of effort you're putting in isn't giving you an equal reward. You're exhausted and you don't know what to do about it. No matter what you do, you just can't seem to get ahead. You see other people winning and seeing success, but how come it doesn't work for you? You wish you had a clear laid out plan something to guide you in the right direction or help you with what to do next. What can you do that actually works? In reality, many salon owners feel this way. You aren't alone. If you are nodding your head as you listen to this, then you need the Salon Mastery proven nine part plan to grow your salon. That's right, no more winging it. The Salon Mastery nine part plan has given hundreds of salon owners a plan to grow build a rockstar team, attract dream clients, and become a salon CEO. Our plan will work for you too. To uncover the nine part proven plan, just click the apply now link in the show notes of this episode. Okay, now back to the episode. Generally talking directly to the camera or going on about a certain topic for a long period of time, often won't yield the largest amount of engagement. So in our agency, we really look at how we could break things up and make it as short as possible, but get the right sort of messaging across. And that often involves starting with a hook-based concept. So is it just me or do you feel X? Is it just me or have you never had this sort of style before whatever it is really start with a a hook sort of concept in the first second to get someone to stop scrolling and then start to unpack it in a little bit more detail but ultimately no more than 15 seconds once your video hits 15 seconds you most likely lost a large portion of users because yeah they're just scrolling at a rate of knots. If you are speaking to camera, right, make sure that you've got uh, subtitles because we do know that a lot of people listen without the audio on, especially if they're in a public place and they're just essentially scrolling through. But also try and see within that 15 seconds if you can incorporate some B-roll footage or transitions that are really going to engage users a little bit more. So transitions such as pushing the camera by using your hand and the camera moving in that same direction and then coming back. For example, bringing the camera close, blanking it out and then moving it further away in a new sort of frame is something really, really simple that can be done. But because the user is anticipating what's coming next, it'll often keep them watching a little bit longer. So using those sort of systems and tools in place to just keep people as engaged as possible will generally see your content perform better. I feel like, you know, if we think about the last hundred years of movie making, if you go back and watch a movie from the 1920s, it's slow and it's laborious and not much happens. 
which I feel like that was maybe what the beginning of social media was like. But now nobody watches anything other than a blockbuster where, you know, there's 12 car crashes and 50 people get killed all in the space of five minutes. And I feel like social media has kind of done that same, you know, like we have to pack so much into a really small, you know, our attention spans are short and they expect a lot of action. So I, I guess there's a bit of an art in getting a mess like I feel anxious getting a message across in 15 seconds <laughs> gotta be an art to this any tips around kind of nailing that I've got a lot to say but I've got 15 seconds to say it yeah so we it's this is this is a great question and I'd love to unpack it we often take the approach that you've got essentially 1.2 seconds to get your hook across and once you get that hook across you've often you've often grabbed their attention right so the first 1.2 seconds is really about that hook and it needs to be a relatable rhetorical question from there you have about two seconds to to showcase a problem right say the problem that that you are solving then showcase the failed solution then intro the service, feature the key properties of that service, showcase then the benefit, and then have a CTA at the end, right? And if you follow that sort of process again and again, whether it be educate, educating, showcasing a service, whatever it might be, you'll be able to see almost this sort of system is going to work really well at getting your message across within a 15-second time frame. I, I really get that framework. That's like, guys, have you? she's just given you a, a massive lump of gold right there. Like, take that, go and replay it and listen to what she said. That is it. Like, I fully followed that. Doing that in as kind of a second per is like, there's some practice to be done, I feel. But in terms of audio, video, you know, visual and all of their things. Like I, I, I can see that it's got to be dynamic, but actually that framework makes it super easy. So Talia, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Okay. Let's just look forward for a moment. Like what are we expecting from TikTok over the next 12 months? What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Well, the platform is obviously going to start to monetize in the next 12 months, right? We're going to see them start to pick up on, on what brands are benefiting from and benefit themselves. So I think you'll see a lot more of TikTok move into the advertising space. I think you're going to see, and I mean, we've already made this shift, but I think we're going to continue to make the shift of more relatable type content as opposed to aspirational type content. So I always use an example, but if you would have looked at social media five years ago and someone would be traveling overseas an aspirational piece of content would be someone standing outside, maybe the business class lounge, wearing their matching tracksuit with their matching luggage, like ready to fly overseas. Whereas a relatable piece of content today would look like someone, for example, wearing every item of clothing they possibly own on the plane in order to not pay for overhead luggage, right? And I mean, even you just laughed at that. It's much more relatable. Everyone's been there. Everyone really wants to be able to see themselves in the position of the content. So we're definitely going to see that shift move to more relatability, just being authentic and natural, as well as we'll definitely see TikTok as 
a platform over like I mean it already has overtaken the other social media channels but continue to just supersede in, in maximum numbers the last thing is it's actually taking on Google as well so essentially they've, they've created the concept of search terms and search ads so unlike Instagram in which it's content content-based advertising TikTok, you'll now be able to bid on search terms such as salons and make sure that your salon, for example, comes up depending on the area, location and targeting, which I think is going to be a huge shift as TikTok basically becomes this massive platform that's not only taken on Instagram and Facebook, but now Google as well. Okay, I love that. I feel like that's a pretty sort of game-changing experience can't imagine where we'll be in five years from now. I think we can't have this chat together, Talia, without talking about AI. And I know like, as we kind of think about predicting what the future is going to look like, I feel like the future is here. I'm a little bit excited about it. Why don't you give me your kind of your thoughts around what are we likely to expect over the next 12 months when it comes to AI in our digital space? AI has changed the lives of all of us ultimately, you know, because we're more efficient as human beings than ever before, because there's all these tools that can basically assist us in getting the job done. Like today, I mean, I've been running through my emails. I've barely written any response myself. (laughs) I've but I've channeled it into chat GPT with a range of different dot points and it spammed me out a response. And in that way, I'm, more efficient than I've ever been and the same applies with AI and social media we need to make it make it more efficient for us to be able to engage with our communities I know how time consuming it can be creating content for not only one platform like Instagram but now TikTok and it's video content and there's so much to be done so and you've got to essentially be strategizing it as well So AI provides us with the tools in which it can actually assist us in creating content plans, creating scripts that convert, creating content through templated video concepts in order to help us kind of, yeah, make sure that we're we're delivering on the content that we need. So for me, I mean, it's a no-brainer to start to utilize these platforms, in particular, ChatGPT, incredible. It works brilliantly. It's This isn't an AI tool, but CapCut is another brilliant sort of um, tool in which you can edit videos based on templates. So it has a range of different amazing templates, similar to how I explained earlier that you can essentially put in your shot list and it will spit out the video so it's not AI but it's another incredible tool and then of course there's tools that are optimizing ads and making us track them better that we're consistently looking for and tracking in order to just make operations more efficient. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of fear around AI and, you know, what's going to become and, you know, the Will Smith robot, uh, iRobot movie, and are we going to be taken over? I kind of think, you know, you've got to step forward and use the tools that we have and not be too worried about the fear and what may come. I kind of ultimately feel like humans will prevail, you know, we're smart enough. Um, But I think, the opportunity, like you said, is efficiency and uh, the time that we can save, but also upping the quality. And I know for me, when I was a salon owner, 
getting things to sound right or getting my grammar right and all of those things were were just a pain and time consuming and I didn't do them as well as I could have should have would have I use chat GPT now on a daily basis and it changes it's completely changed our lives for sure but I think we've got to be good with our time if we're saving time that we're not redirecting that time into doing more we should be using that time to do less save the time and spend more quality time you know I don't know do something <laughs> do some <laughs> something quality with the time that we've saved right rather than just to pile on more stuff with the time that we've saved yeah a hundred percent yeah okay what what can you see maybe in the next 12 months we've talked about AI is there anything else we need to keep our eye on that we need to focus on when it comes to social media and marketing I think there's almost like going to be this acceleration between the physical and the digital connectivity and and world, right? Like on one hand, we're engaging with audiences online, but then maybe we're engaging with completely different audiences in person, right? And so I think over the next 12 months, we're definitely going to see sort of concepts come into play that are really going to try and connect the two worlds together to make sure that we know who our audience is and how we should be speaking to them. I mean, one example, for example, is the use of QR codes, because then at least the person, the person who's in person then can become a part of your digital community um, and vice versa. So consistently looking at ways in order to kind of build the, the physical and the digital together I think is going to be a big direction um other little bits and pieces would be the fact that of course video content is going to continue to prevail so I mean we've talked about TikTok as a platform but if your strategy is Instagram your strategy is Facebook I'm saying still go with the video type content even the the best practice sort of example that I've given today for TikTok I think would be relevant on these other channels as well utilize video content in order to engage with your community I think written content does have a place as well but I'd be mindful of static images static sort of graphics because ultimately we're impatient and to scroll through and keep reading is most likely not going to happen so if you want to amp up engagement go the video way yeah, it's time to get over ourselves and, and get on video. Yeah. Um, amazing. Talia, you're a business owner many times over. What would you say is a quote or a mantra or something that kind of keeps you focused and, and on the straight and narrow? What can you share? So I don't know who said this, right? But it sits on my phone every single day. And it says the only thing that's common to those who find success is their unwavering ability to back themselves. And I honestly believe as a business owner, you have to trust your gut every single day. And for me, that mantra is every time I'm questioning myself or I'm rethinking things or maybe I'm overthinking things, I remember that ultimately my gut will guide me in the right direction. I love that. I feel like you live that just with a certain level of confidence and the confidence is reassuring. I think that's really important. I remember kind of learning for myself um, that if I, that this level of trust, if I would get to a problem that I don't know how to solve, I trust at least that I've got the problem solving skills to sort the problem out, even if I don't know the answer. And that too was kind of a way of going, well, I, I back myself and so I, I love that mantra. I think it's really important. 
we don't do it enough often. All right, what is a, a book, a podcast, something that you've had your hands on recently you think all business owners should get their hands on? Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell. Unbelievable book. And the title kind of says it as it is. It's about putting in systems and processes in place to get your time back. Because often with business owners, we're like, okay, we'll just cover this or we'll just do this or we'll just do that. And all these little justs become a big just. And before you know it, there's not enough time in the day to get all your commitments done. So I think Buy Back Your Time is a brilliant book and I would highly recommend reading it. Amazing. I love that. I shall put the link to that in the show notes of this episode. Talia, uh, you have given us some real gold today. I'm super excited about TikTok. Uh, I'm excited about AI and the future. And uh, just a mental note, guys, she gave you the golden formula just before going back <laughs> and grab it. So I really appreciate it. Where can we find you and stalk you? What's your dub dub, your socials and all the places? Definitely. So my full name is Talia Dat, and you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram and TikTok, of course. And our agency is The Social Click. So you can find us at www.thesocialclick.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Talia, for jumping on the podcast with me today. I'm actually really excited about the future of digital marketing. And who would have thought that an app initially thought to be just preteen dancing to Doja Cat would have so much marketing potential? Just to recap some of what Talia shared with us today, TikTok is one of the least monitored social or entertainment media apps. But it's not for long. The train is leaving the station any day. So now is the time to jump on it. It also has a very democratic algorithm, which means if you post what is recognized to be popular, trending content, then your content can be pushed to millions of people who don't already follow you. Like, that's amazing. It just doesn't happen on the other platforms anymore. Talia also shared with us the trick to balancing reactive and proactive content on TikTok. But most importantly, she graciously shared the golden formula to how to communicate with your audience in just 15 seconds. First, acknowledge the problem. Showcase the failed solution. Then introduce your service, key feature and benefit that solves the problem. And finally, hit them with a strong call to action. And that's all you need. And if you can do that in 15 seconds, you'll hold your audience's attention long enough to get them into that all-important call to action. And if you're keen to level up your seller marketing and start seeing real results from your marketing efforts, and I'm talking about bums on seats, just not likes and follows, then let's chat. Maybe seller mastery or the momentum program is a good fit for you. Until then, catch you same time, same place next week on the podcast. Ciao for now. <laughs>